1: Hello and welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. We're happy to be spending our day with you. Uh, glad you found us. In many ways you can tell your friends about us. Facebook, we have a Facebook page. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and all the streaming services. And uh, thank you for being here with us. And Marcia, how are you?
0: Uh it's been it's been a little bit of a rough week. Um, we lost somebody in tech that was a special friend of mine, and I will be yeah, at I'm the funeral next week. That was Michael Pilla. He was currently secret senior counsel to TikTok, and he made a big impression in a lot of big companies over the past decade or so Google price grabber. He was with Yahoo for almost five years. He worked with some of the top, top companies and it's a shame to see him go and the tech community is kind of sad and his yeah, funeral is next that. week. So are we having yeah, a show next sorry. week? Yeah. So I we'll think have we're... a
1: day off next week. Yeah, I think we'll have a, We'll skip next week, and uh, we'll see in two weeks. So, okay. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. Um, so anyway, this is interesting. This has been kind of going on for a little bit of time. Uh, Walmart, a couple of months ago, uh, supposedly last month, a fake press relief announced that Walmart and Litecoin partnership uh, saw the value of cryptocurrency and that they were going to allow customers to buy Bitcoin in some of its U.S. stores. Uh, Walmart is apparently running a pilot program that allows customers to purchase Bitcoin using CoinStore kiosks. A uh, Walmart spokesperson confirms that shoppers can exchange cash for cryptocurrency alongside the kiosk more regular functionality. Uh, it involves 200 of their uh, kiosk stores uh, that Walmart has installed in different places. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it's interesting. I guess it's sign of the times. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, edge, I
0: huh? think it's a fun idea and a great way if people want to get into Bitcoin. This would be a fun way. You, I mean, Coinstar machines are in supermarkets and there there are other machines that it's involved with. And they're pretty much everywhere. So, you know, you leave the supermarket, you want to slip $5 into your Bitcoin wallet. Um, right. But the one thing is, just like the reason I don't do change with, with uh, Coinstar is the fees are pretty high the machine itself charges a four percent fee just for the bitcoin option plus another seven percent cash exchange fee uh now real now they have been verified by coindesk which is the basically trading platform for cryptocurrency but remember there's one blockchain some of the questions i had about this is it supplies you with a specific wallet. And I went deep into looking this up and I couldn't find whether you can use this same Bitcoin wallet for other Bitcoin like transactions. If you were buying Bitcoin elsewhere, could you deposit it in the wallet that you've opened with Coinstar? Right. Which is, because who really wants a bunch of Bitcoin wallets all over the place? You know, so think about that. Yeah. We're right, going to have course. to learn learn more about that. Um, there's a lot of compliance they have to go through. And I mean, think about it. There's a high level of illicit activity that go on on these machines because there's money mules, d- human traffickers, scammers, all kinds of things. Uh, over the past 18 months, digital mints and they account for only 5% of total BTM transaction volume has rejected and returned $5 million to fraud victims. And that's a lot. So, I mean, we're in really new territory here and I think it's something to watch. And like I said, it's probably fun. You walk out on your way out of the supermarket, drop $5 in your Bitcoin account. Now the Bitcoin exchange rate, I believe right now is like $66,000 per Bitcoin. Uh, so it does an incremental purchase for you. And by the, when you start to initiate the transaction, you have five minutes to get your transaction at that particular rate. So it could be fun, but it will be expensive. Just remember you're paying quite a fee for, for using this. Yeah, and it's, a, it's convenient yeah, to do it. And we still don't have the fees on when you're selling. That's right. you know another issue.
1: Yeah, well, that's interesting. So uh, I guess you can now buy everything at Walmart, uh, and that's I think they I think they finally didn't they finally pull guns out of Walmart. I don't think you can buy guns at Walmart anymore or ammunition. Uh, well, you know the, the Coinstar
0: machines are also going to be in other stores. If you right. search it on on the internet, you can find. Uh, cryptocurrency, Coinstar, and you'll find lots of machines. But I think the big news is that it's hitting Walmart and that yeah. is middle America. That's an important thing is the ATM firm is CoinMe and that's another interesting thing to look up. I mean, if you're gonna invest money in something you ought to do your due diligence, even if it's just you know $10 here, $5 there, whatever, Um, take a look at it. See who Coin.me is. See who Coinstar is. Be sure of all the fees. Be sure of all the security. And again, double check to see if you can use this wallet anywhere else.
1: Okay. Uh, All right. So I talked about, um, I guess, a week and a half, two weeks ago, my experience in installing Windows 11. Uh, I have a fairly new computer that I tested it on It's probably a year old, so it certainly was qualified for it. And I mentioned on the air, it literally took me overnight to do the install. Uh, It was hours worth. I mean, if if I had to figure out how many hours it actually was, because if I take out the in-between sleeping hours, it was probably a five or six hour install uh so yeah but but you were sleeping
0: so yeah right no that's what no
1: no, i mean in addition to that so i I pulled out seven or eight hours out of that so the actual install time was probably five or six hours and it was very very slow uh but it worked and so i decided i was going to install it on the machine that i'm currently using and it took me less than an hour so uh on a newer machine it went fairly flawlessly didn't have any issues with it i've been using it now for about a week um I can't say that it completely blows me away. I mean, there's some <laughs> yeah, nice, You know, you know, there's some that's nice pretty. stuff. Isn't? you know, yeah. they've got a, a nice search uh, and um, a search key that you can use at the bottom of the screen. The Windows key now uh, is it? Because everyone's going to stop
0: using Google because that's <laughs> what's going to happen. Well, right. I mean, Chrome is yeah. like well, still the a- leading browser.
1: Well, no, this is a search key to find things on Windows. In, right, I understand. It's not, it's I understand. Not, yeah, right so uh so that's nice and it you know it looks a little prettier uh it's got you know more functionality on the taskbar at the bottom and um and i like it i you know so far so good uh it's it's, it's been easy to use i don't think there was much of a learning curve frankly to learn how to use it and like i say it is a quicker install than the first time around but you know you have to be really careful that a lot of machines don't qualify don't have the uh the props to be able to install Windows 11. So, but they, don't despair. Microsoft is has a rollout of Windows 10, which they're calling 21H2. So, uh, if you haven't upgraded, there will be yeah. It's a, sitting uh,
0: there and support. it's wanting to be upgraded. But the interesting thing that I've heard from speaking to a lot of people, and as to whether they will be using Windows 11 or if they care to use Windows 11, there's that question too. Right. Um, and the tech community kind of thinks that this is going to be the new Windows 7. Remember how long people stuck with Windows 7? I mean, trying to oh, yeah. convert people to Windows 8 was painful. I mean, people just didn't do it. And I think this may be a similar thing because I just don't think there's a not enough to make people want to move. Yeah, And, and there's possible. always I mean, the- there's always that thing that, mind you, you did not do this on your work computer. And most people, you know, maybe have one computer at home and one computer at work and they don't have a disabled one that they they can just pick up and, oh, let me try that.
1: Well, because I work um, at a big company, we just, oh, I would say a year ago, we finally upgraded from Windows 7 to Windows 10. So it took years for for an upgrade to happen. So I don't think that... uh, you know, you're probably going to see anything significant in corporations upgrading right away. And it is a free upgrade, by the way. So, you know, Microsoft is not asking you to pay for the upgrade. So you might get more people to do it simply because it's free. But uh, a lot of people don't even know Windows 11 is out. And uh, let's see, there are now well over, it says 1.3 billion Windows 10 users who now use that system. So we'll see as time goes on. But I, you know, I'm happy to say that the install went well. I'm using it. I haven't had any issues with it and we'll see how it goes yeah Uh, and Uh,
0: another thing is and i again i found this out when i was writing my book which quick quick plug android smartphones for seniors not just for seniors but for everybody in the for dummies series and that's coming out in november um what i learned is you can stick with an old device and i'm sure when I listen to people and they email me their problems and things like that, I hear they're using older computers. What Microsoft wants everybody to update to is not necessarily what they're going to update to. (laughs) So, and the green thing is important. Do we want to put all these devices in the landfill because we're going to destroy the world we don't have to go into the green, thing but we have to think about that you know do we upgrade because remember in the old days we used to um, go through and replace parts and update parts in a computer now we just throw the whole thing away and we have to uh, just be more green about our computer use
1: Well, that would be nice. That would certainly be nice to do that. Uh, Okay, so you you had a story on the Google Pixel launch. You've you've used that. You're using. I know you're you're using some kind of. uh, uh, Well, when
0: I wrote my book, uh, I used six different phones, so I could test test all the different phones, which yeah, that was kind of an experience. I learned an awful lot about the differences between the brands of phones. Um, now, Google makes the pixel phone and the pixel 6 is absolutely beautiful has great cameras it has a new tensor chip that's manufactured uh, by Google so it's a big deal for Google Um, they are not making the X XL anymore I tested a Google pixel 3 XL which was back from 2018 and I got to tell you it was a great phone I was actually tempted to take it in and get a new battery put in because, you know, clearly after that amount of time, the battery is kind of dead. Right. But you can still get a lot of good use out of the older Pixel phones. And there's articles all over the internet because the Google Pixel phones will generally all update to Android 12 because there's nothing on the phone but Android. So it's pure Android on phones made by Google. So the Pixel 3 XL is still considered a great phone and you can get them refurbished, which is cool. Um, The Google 4A is still a great phone. Now, mind you, we're talking about the Google 6 now and all the tech media says, uh, quote, The Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro mark a significant step for Google towards competing with premium phones from Apple, Samsung, and Huawei. Um, I gotta tell you that Huawei is still my second favorite phone of the ones I tested. Uh, OnePlus, which is kind, the reason they're not mentioned in there is they're kind of a new entry, but they're making premium phones. And I love the OnePlus Pro. That's my daily driver, that's the one I use. Uh, Samsung I I still care I always have two phones I have one phone at home and one phone that I carry outside for security reasons that way there's no risk of anything I don't even have apps loaded for things like banks or anything to do with money or finance on the phone I take out of the house so if heaven forbid I bought you know I lost it and somebody really smart got to it before I could shut it off um, I mean, my phone's always locked, but the point is, this is my habit. I use an older phone to stay at home with, and it works really well for me. But Google's done a great job with these phones. The cameras are unbelievable, and the Pixel 6 is $599, which is huge. And the Pixel 6 Pro, pricing isn't fully announced for every country but it will be a bit more expensive. But it's been proven with the Pixel phones, if you even get the basic model, you're getting a great phone. And the camera system on both, from what the reviewers have said, I mean, is fabulous. And the pictures of the phone, I so want the one. It's like in a paprika and white with a black racing stripe, I love it. It's so cool looking. Really, But again, you're gonna put a case on it and it'll look like crap again. (laughs) So unless you're using a raw phone, you're not enjoying what the phone looks like. Camera has a regular Pixel 6, has a 50 megapixel sensor, which is amazing. The camera uses pixel binning to combine multiple pixels to create 12.5 megapixel photo, which is what I say in my book, all you need is A 12 megapixel photo and even that's huge It's got an ultra wide camera. I'm looking forward to trying it I would go out and buy it But right now I'm honestly burned out on phones and I have enough phones right here to keep me busy for quite a long time So it'll be interesting to see how everything rolls out But the pixel 6 Pro is a phone that I looked at and I'm seriously considered Looks good.
1: All right. Well, there you go And it is now the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and Amazon for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Uh, If you're a gamer or even if you just want a really nice um, mouse, Logitech, which I've been using for years, I'm a big fan of Logitech Logitech devices, they have their uh, G502 Hero high-performance wired. It's a wired gaming mouse. Uh, It's called their Hero 25K Sensor. It's got 11 programmable buttons, onboard memory. It can be used for a PC or a Mac. So basically, you can assign custom buttons uh, and commands to those buttons uh, you can save up to five ready to play profiles directly to the mouse it's got what they call an adjustable weight system which ranges up to five movable 3.6 gram weights which are actually inside the mouse so you can weigh and balance the uh, mouse to your uh, specifications it's got programmable rgb lighting and light sync technology Uh, which has, if you need it, 16.8 million colors to match your team's colors. Uh, And it's also got a mechanical switch button tensioning. So it's a really nice machine. comes with a one-year limited warranty. Uh, The reviews there were almost... 25,000 reviews on this and it got four and a half out of five stars. It normally sells for $79.99. You can get it today on Amazon for delivery next week for $39.99. So you save $40, which is 50% off of the price of that. So if you're a gamer or you just want a really cool looking mouse that you can use some functionality, again, it's the Logitech G502 Hero high-performance wired gaming mouse available on Amazon today for $39.99. And that is our buy of the week. So, And I, I yeah. wanted
0: to add into that real quick. Uh, if you're looking to get Christmas gifts, Amazon has instituted their return policy for January already. So in other words, buy now for Christmas. We haven't talked about the supply chain problems in technology on the show. Maybe we will in a future show, right? but it, it just isn't happening. Buy your gifts now. And if you know somebody, by the way, who has wrist issues or hand issues or arthritis, I've been using the Contour Mouse, as you know, Mark, since the beginning of time, since they first invented the, it. And they're still- in,
1: I'm a very good uh, machine, yeah.
0: They're, they're still in business. They keep improving the Contour design and i use it on every system i have plus you can get used ones on ebay that function just perfectly so and they're obviously a lot cheaper you know slightly used not not a problem yeah. and they really made a difference because i had really severe um what's that thing called that you get uh whatever on my hand from the mouse i couldn't tunnel. Purple tunnel well, syndrome yeah i couldn't even make a fist in my hand it was so bad and so this made a difference and i've been using it i think ever since uh well, ever since i discovered it ever since they made the first one so it's a great product from contour design
1: yeah that's it yeah and i've tested it myself and it, it really is good and that's one of those things that you should always pay attention to the ergonomics of what you do when you sit at your computer you know, whether you have it at the right eye level, it's supposed to be level with your eyes, so you're not straining to see it one way or the other. Your chair is very important. Make sure you have a chair that's ergonomic, and your keyboard, and as Marcia said, your mouse. So those are things that are really important to make sure that you don't have carpal tunnel or neck problems. You know, I'm sure we all have enough of those issues without, uh, you know, making it worse by using your computer. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. So anyway, that is our buy of the week. Um, so this week, Apple uh, had their October event where they released a number of things. Now I will say that I am a PC guy. So uh, other than the iPad and the iPhone, which are my two main things that I actually use, uh, I'm basically a PC guy. So I've had Mac computers before for testing, and they're very, very good machines. Um, and the October day, you know, last week they had their October show, and uh, they are talking about their new MacBook. Pro 14 inch for 2021. Kurt uh, has like already, or maybe fall.
0: we'll get him on the show. He's already ordered the new MacBook Pro. Oh
1: so yeah, okay. I don't so know. He's a Mac guy.
0: I don't know. Yeah, yes, yeah. So he is a Mac guy. I don't know when it arrives, but he got some of the software he ordered to go with it because he's also one of those people like me who likes to own their own copy of Microsoft Office, you know, right, and install right. it on your device. I don't want to be monkeying around with the cloud for cuz you work in office you need it all all the time sure. and when we when we had a power out outage i was able to use my computer because it was not the online version so that that's a good thing so maybe we'll get him on to talk about it when it happens yeah absolutely but they yeah, came a- came out with some new airpods now of course they announced lossless music and i got to tell you we have had so much crap music uh features i mean remember the days of bose remember the days like dolby atmos is lovely but i mean lots of devices support dolby atmos now um Mm -hmm. is it a big deal for you with this improved sound and stuff because i think that uh, airpods like are the last thing people need i think it's fun everybody's making airpods I have the OnePlus AirPods, they're great. I have Huawei AirPods, they're great. Um I Yeah. T- how many more do we need?
1: We don't. I I use a pair that was sent to me that I'm just suddenly blank on the name, uh but yeah, they were like $60 and they work fantastic. They answer the phone, they you know, they listen to music. I mean, for me hearing things has not been as important to me as graphics are. So, you know, if it's my TV set, I want to have good sound that I can hear, but it's, you know, I don't need all the bells and whistles. So I've always thought that they were enormously overpriced, that the Air- AirPods, I just, I don't know, I don't see spending 300 bucks on them when there's, as you say, multiple alternatives to not having to use those. So Yeah, that uh, are.
0: they're a half see. or a quarter of the price. You know, it's interesting, but honestly, remember the days of vinyl and vinyl is making a resurgence. When oh, you yeah. listen on an unscratched vinyl record on a good oh, turntable, fantastic. I mean, the sound is epic. And if anybody's oh, listening to the show and you've never listened to a vinyl record, go find one. Go listen to it. So much better. You won't believe the depth you hear in the music. And we just don't hear that with the electronic versions. Uh, you know, Kurt has played the lossless audio from Apple. It's nice. It's- yeah. It kind of sounds the same as every other one I've ever, you know, you play the same song on everything. Yeah. If you hold them up to each other, the different types, you can hear a difference, but who really cares? Uh, You're going to be using the ear, you're going to be using those ear things when you're, what, walking, exercising? I well, mean,
1: I mean, that's what I used it for. I, when I'm walking in yeah. the neighborhood, I listen to a book on tape. So I pop the headphones in and I listen to a book on tape when I'm walking. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they became, it's funny, you're talking about vinyl. It became kind of hip for young kids. A couple of years ago, prior to the pandemic, I walked into a number of, you know, kind of younger kids' stores and saw uh, turntables for sale and vinyl records for sale. And kids are like, wow, this is so cool. What a new technology. Yeah, uh, sorry, it's about sixty years old. So, um, so the the sound is great on those, and and it's said, shit. If you haven't heard one in ever or in a long time, you should check them out. Um, I Believe will say, me, talk, Mark,
0: there are a ton of people out there who have never heard it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're not or heard of it or what you know. What what, what is a licorice? You know, that's what we used to call them. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I will tell you that you know I've had now my new iPhone for a couple of weeks, and I find virtually nothing different about it. Than the old iPhone, uh, other than the battery life. So the battery life is significantly better. You get another, you know, if you buy the, the upper end model, you get another two and a half hours of battery. So I notice that I go all day. And by the end of the day, I'm still got maybe 30 or 40% of my battery life there. So that that's a plus. So that was one of the things that Apple did this year in the iPhone. And uh, I have to we'll tell see. you
0: something I discovered on battery on the one plus pro, the new phone. hmm In it has like you know whatever like 4800 i'm saying this isn't the right figure folks 4800 milliamperes, okay in the battery let's say but the reason you can charge it from zero to full charge in under a half hour is because it has two batteries in it that are 2400 each so technically you have a lot of power coming in on the cord and it splits And goes to charge two batteries what a brilliant way and i have just that's such an outstanding feature that i have found and their uh wireless charging is also very fast and again people never talk about the technology behind it it's because there are two batteries in the phone and nobody ever talks about that they say yeah it's fast but that's why and i think that's genius i think it's just genius
1: yeah it's very good so you know like I say, maybe uh, wait till next year if you're going to upgrade. If you have an, a later model Apple phone, you know, an 11 or a 12, you know, unless you're on the upgrade program, which works pretty well. Uh, I don't see any reason to upgrade to this phone. You know, you get a couple of little things camera related, but like as we talk about, and Marcia just mentioned, uh, who cares? You know. And the thing is, for those 50.
0: of you who are not on the upgrade program, who you know, you like to have a phone to trade in, just be sure when you trade in your phone you're not signing up for something that you have to return the phone at the end.
1: Right, right.
0: But that's a big difference. You know, it's the difference between owning a car and leasing a car, yep. uh, renting an apartment or buying a house. So when you have an actual phone, the world can fall down around you, but as long as there's a signal, you've got a phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you, go. there you go. Although these days the new uh, phones are almost as expensive as buying a new house.
0: Well, but crazy. no, the, the thing uh, we just talked about, the Google 6, the brand yeah, new phone, yeah, for $600, $600 right? is the yeah. retail price. Now, yeah. you know what kind of deals will be on that. So the whole trend, like with Samsung, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is to make more mid-range phones. And yeah. that's what the world really needs at this point is mid-range price phones because people are sick of paying way too much for no yeah. real I mean there's no return on investment really No
1: it's not there's a you know the high phone apple is 1500 bucks a high end apple you know the the dual screen foldable phones are over 2000 you know how many people are buying those I mean I just don't think well, I mean the are, point is I'm-
0: I think I think the Samsung little flip phone is just adorable and I would probably love that but right. A I don't need a new phone and B how uh, you think about how and and I write about this in my book. How often are you going to use certain features? Don't You're get not. don't get swept away by the marketing. Really analyze when you look for a new device. What am I going to use? That's all brand new and fancy about this. Yeah, it really, and really you know. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: And, you know, and I, ha- I have a friend who has the little mini from last year, and uh, we tried side-by-side opening programs to see if there was any speed difference. There was nothing I could tell. You know, they opened just as fast, and yeah. so I really couldn't tell much of a difference. I mean, basically, like you say, I use my phone to make phone calls for contacts, to play a couple of games, and to use for the Internet. And the other 98% of the phone never gets used. So,
0: Oh, and go. one thing I want to mention, if when you buy the Pixel 6 at the Google Store... If you've purchased a Google Cloud uh, subscription, and I for twenty nine ninety nine, I think I have two hundred gigabytes. I I have a truckload in the cloud. Right. I don't even know how much I have for twenty nine yeah. ninety nine a year. You get a right. discount off of anything you buy at the Google Store. Right. So <laughs> mid range phones are the new direction, which brings me to Samsung had a rollout with some beautiful new phones. And the interesting thing is there's a ton of people out there who've been big fans of the Galaxy Note. Right. Did you ever use a Galaxy Note?
1: I tested one. I never used it as a phone, though.
0: Okay, I have a Galaxy 9 Pro and a Galaxy 10 Pro. I love the phones. They are great phones. They were flagship phones to the nth. They were just top, top, top of the line. And aside from the fact you could write notes, but again, let's weigh it right here. How often did I write notes to myself? Not that often. But the fact that the quality of the device was so special that it made it a phone I wanted to use. So the interesting thing is now, the new phone, the Galaxy Note line, will be on its way out. And this is just leaks this is just rumors and they are saying that the new Galaxy s21 Ultra will have s pen support for those who like to use a pen now I don't know where they're gonna stick it <laughs> because you know the, the the stylus popped out of the note phone which was very cool um, but what they're gonna be doing as the rumor goes is they're going to be merging the Note series to the S series and it'll be called the Galaxy S22 Ultra this is just just a rumor there's also a rumor that they're going to be doing a collaboration with a major f- camera company which could make it a great great phone so I don't know it, it Samsung is a great phone I'm not a huge fan of their bloatware and it's not all bloatware i mean samsung has their own i'm not going to use samsung pay because google has already seen all my credit card numbers right i mean if you're using a chrome browser and you bought anything it's seen your credit card numbers why should you open yourself up to another share right so you know these are things you have to think about but i do love the phone so much and again that's why i have two different phones (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, so, I don't uh, Yeah, I don't want to use more than one. Enough, of one is plenty for me.
0: Well, but, but you have a big tablet at home.
1: I do. Yeah, use. I do.
0: Yeah. So I I use a second phone. So uh, that's the way that well, goes. Well, there you go.
1: All right. So uh, we've been hearing a rumor for a couple of years now about Apple making a car, and. You know, nobody can really get a handle on is it going to happen, isn't going to happen. Supposedly, uh, Apple was in talks with China's CATL and BYD for batteries, but apparently uh, the negotiations broke down over the uh, tech demand that Apple was asking for. They also supposedly had to deal with uh, uh, let's see, uh, how, uh, no, Hyundai, Hyundai, I think it was, that, to, mm-hmm. to build cars. And then apparently that fell apart. Uh, so it's going to be interesting going forward. I mean, the average new car sold in the U.S. in September cost over $40,000. Uh, so it's a matter of whether they want to start getting into that business. It seems like, a, frankly, to me, it seems like an odd business for Apple to want to get into. Uh, and I don't know. I, you know. I don't know that I want to buy an ca- Apple car. You know what, what make, just because it's got the apple name you know so yeah. what would you get a free laptop if you buy an apple car uh so nothing we'll get is free this is...
0: you'll be paying for it right <laughs> it will be no well included. exactly mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean they would be know. probably smart well i was gonna say they'd probably be smart to hook up with hyundai because they build a just a wonderful car i mean the korean automakers have really got it right you know they're not as nearly you know they're probably where uh, lexus was 20 years ago where people are going oh i'm not buying a hyundai uh, but they make some great cars and yeah. uh, we'll see if that continues to happen i don't know if that's i still think at some the
0: point. cadillac lyric is the great but let's just say something where the roadblock is for the apple car is in battery supplies right right and one of our problems that we're facing for example our supply chain problems that we're having at the port of los angeles yeah. the port of los angeles you cannot drive a truck in there that was made before 2011 There are a hundred ships outside in the water waiting to be unloaded because they can't get enough trucks in there. We have made our green initiatives and the United States, honestly, as big as our country is, is one of the smallest percentages of green damage that's going on right now in the world. Because we really care. We put filters on everything. I mean, even so when you're talking about the car batteries, you're talking about a lot of expense a lot of green damage just to manufacture the batteries. The batteries can be recycled. And, you know, I should have uh, Mr. Green on, who has a battery recycling business, and he gets Apple, uh, not not just Apple, but he gets all kinds of batteries and recycles them. Mm-hmm. And this is important, but that's expensive. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I, we were going to do a story, and I didn't do it, but, you know, there's uh, the, our wind thing, those big wind... Windmills that you see like yeah, out sure. on, all yeah. yeah blowing in the wind it takes more oil and gas to make one of those than you're ever going to save in green energy the years it will be in use and then yeah, and- when you take the propeller off it's not recyclable
1: <laughs> right yeah, and those have been around for 35, 40 years. I mean, if you go, if you're ever in, in California and you go d- drive down to Palm Springs, I assume they're still there. As you went down there, yep. there's, uh, and to Vegas, if I remember right, there's a bunch of uh, wind towers around. Yeah, say, and the their their way
0: of repairing that is they take the prope- uh, propeller, I don't know what it's called, the spinner thingy. Yeah, it looks <laughs> That's like the a propeller. Yeah. yeah, and they take that off and they bury it. Seriously. Right. I Yeah. Mean, we have to stop making excuses and do really green investments. This is, this is ludicrous. So I think, yeah. you know, making a ban on all cars that have internal combustion by a very close date, that's a lot to be pushing for. There are gonna be a lot of people who won't be able to afford that. No, because, it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, it, you the investment that you have to do at home to charge an electric car you know, you put in if you want to put in, just the charging station is a big investment and that ups the price of the car. There's we'll talk about that on another show, but I think we're trying to move too fast. And what we really need to do is get other countries to cut back. Yeah. I, they're that not, would be they're nice. not the one that does it. Do that would do be the nice. Damage.
1: No question. Yep. Yeah. All right. So Marcia, you got an extra eight or twelve grand you want to spend? Just laying around the house? Because mm. You know,
0: I know what you're talking about, and if yeah. I didn't buy Al Capone's wife's purse gun, I'm not buying. it. Oh, that them. would have been cool. That would have been <laughs> uh, cool. If, How much it did they want for that? It was up for auction. It was up for auction. I think it went for forty thousand dollars, which I did oh not, my gosh yeah, didn't want didn't want to go that high. I thought that was yeah. a very. It was had a pink barrel, and the barrel of the gun was all of three inches, and it just fit in your purse real nice. Right. It was a beautiful gun, but I found out in my research that you could buy that still all over the place. So why did I have to pay extra? Because it belonged to Al Capone's wife.
1: Yeah. You know, some of these auctions are kind of fun. I remember a couple of years ago, Jillian's, uh, Jillian, I think it's called Jillian's, uh, does a bunch of auctions. And I went in, and my wife was a huge James Garner fan, as uh, I was. And there was a uh, James Garner's passport on there. And I thought, this, and this is before he passed away. And uh, I got. Bid, I bid up to like $1,800 for it, and then it went up to like 2500 or 3000 I went, eh, that's enough. And I, I kind of regret that I haven't done it because there aren't a lot of those floating around. And I you know, didn't buy it because I thought it was going to make me money. I bought it because my wife would have liked it. But, uh, so there's a lot of stuff. So anyway, this one is the Apple VideoPad 2 Prototype. Uh, going up for auction is part of a history of science and technology au- off, uh, auction rather by Bonhams, an international auction house in L.A. Um, the video pad will be auctioned alongside other Apple prototypes and Steve Jobs memorabilia. They're expecting it to sell for around 8000 to 12000 Apparently, it was developed between 93 and 1995 uh, with the video pad 1 and 3. Um, it was kind of a surviving PDA prototype, uh, like the, if you remember the Newton message pad, mm-hmm. which was kind of ahead of its time. Uh, the fold-up screen apparently included a built-in camera. Now, you know, look at how, how much ahead of the time was in 93, a built-in camera for video conferencing. Uh, but it was canceled alongside with the Newton after Jobs returned to the company in 97 uh, because he felt that the... Quality of the technology just wasn't there for a positive user experience. But it uh, was designed by former uh, CEO John Scully and just never made it to the public. But if you want a, a bit of Apple history, and there's a lot of huge Apple fans, frankly, it's kind of an ugly-looking thing. Yep. Uh, but it, you know, but it's kind of cool. And, but it's a prototype, uh, too. You know. Right, um, it's a prototype, but yeah. Do
0: you know that that was not the first tablet? I have to tell you, and oh, cool. my first job... Outside of college. Wait, don't
1: tell me. Was it Moses? Was it Moses? Was that the first time? I
0: worked for the Miami Herald and John Knight was a real future thinker. He really knew what was gonna happen in the future. And he said people are gonna stop buying newspapers. This was in the early, let's say the late, late 70s or mid 70s. He said that's not gonna happen. And you can look it up. There's even a video of his presentation on the internet. He came up with a functioning tablet that you could get, the idea was you'd plug it into your telephone cord once a day, and it would download all the news, and you'd have it on a tablet. And this was in the early 70s. I mean, that was, and it, just so you know, for those of you who wanna Google it, it's John Knight and news tablet. It. I saw it, it was real. It was amazing. So. You know, Steve Jobs may have been smart and all that, but he was a far better marketer. John Knight was a real futurist who who knew what was going to happen. So I think that that was very cool that I got to see that. And, And if you watch the video on YouTube, it's very, very cool.
1: Yeah. That is kind of cool. Uh, and some of this stuff is, is really kind of fun to own, especially things that don't, are not being made anymore, you know, that you, you can get your hands on. I still somewhere floating around in my house that I refuse to throw away. I have an old, if you remember, the Palm Pilot, which was kind of the first really used PDA. I don't know, did you ever have a Palm Pilot?
0: Yeah, I have, and I have my Palm Pre sitting on my, because I wrote the book, I pulled out every old phone I could find. And in there is a picture of my Danger Sidekick, which was an early, early phone, a predecessor to Android. It was not, it had its own operating system. And it was really the first phone where you had a keyboard and you could really text and you could really participate on the internet. And I loved it. Uh, Paris Hilton had one of those and she bedazzled it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, those are fun. Those are really fun. So anyway, cool stuff. Uh, well, we're almost out of time. So uh, let's talk a little television and movies. Are you watching anything?
0: Still still uh, doing a great job watching my favorite Sopranos. And it's great to yeah. see it through Kurt's eyes. If you have a friend who's never watched The Sopranos, or if you've never watched The Sopranos, there are six seasons, and it's definitely, definitely worth watching. I don't know anybody Do you know anybody who didn't like The Sopranos? I mean, it's great No, it was great.
1: I mean, I have to say, I watched it for about three seasons, and I got a little tired of it, and I actually stopped watching it. But I'm one of the few people who didn't continue on with it. Uh, Yeah, but but now it's, what, 20
0: years later. And you can see the artistry. Now that we've seen so much crap television, (laughs) that going back to it, you know, like all shows, it has a soft season and a hard season. But six seasons... Great characters, great acting, great cinematography, incredible cinematography. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful series. So that's the only thing I've had time to watch because I've been kind of busy lately.
1: Well, there's a fun series if you haven't watched. I just watched the uh, last episode for the season. I think it's been renewed. It's called Only Murders in the Building. And it's uh, the Steve Martin, and it's kind of a comedy murder thing. Yeah, I saw uh, that. How is it? It's very entertaining. It's got Martin Short, uh, and it's they do a really good job in the show, and it's like it's about, yeah, it's 10 episodes, and I believe they're getting renewed. So that's a fun show to watch. Uh, it, they do murder in a comedic way, and, uh, you know, you can't go too wrong with Martin Short and Steve Martin in there and Selena Gomez. So that's a kind of a fun one. The other one that just started up again, and, Marsha, you're not going to watch this, it's called You, but it's a story of a guy who just... Periodically kills people, but he's endearing, and you kind of like him. So it's what really, like
0: Dexter uh, <laughs> a little
1: bit, a yeah, little bit, not quite as prolific because Dexter killed a hundred thousand people. This guy doesn't kill quite that many. Dexter's coming back, by the way. You know, they're well, remaking. Well, speaking of Dexter. which,
0: we had the Brian Laundry, Gabby Petito horrible story in our news for yeah, a long time. Awful. And awful. and truth is stranger than fiction. Um, uh, last night I was reading a timeline about. The whole crime and Dog the Bounty Hunter and the whole thing. Yeah. And supposedly, you know, they found his body and everything, but the dates don't match up. There were messages from him. So the, the FBI yeah, has a, a lot to story. do. It's going to be an interesting story. And I'm that's going to be something streaming. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah, that's that's very interesting it'll be one of those Netflix document docu series or something like that so that was kind of fun uh, and then there's the last one new one is which I haven't watched yet but is supposed to be quite good is dope sick uh, it's a series with Michael Keaton about the use of uh, uh, what do they call those uh, the medicines that people get hooked on yeah um, yeah opioids and yep. it's apparently a, a very interesting show and like I said do you know what Michael Keaton's
0: real name is I do not michael douglas
1: oh that's funny
0: and he was and not mentioning any names but he was in a lawyer's office and uh the lawyer didn't know who he was and the secretary kept running in giving him water and stuff it was funny because she knew who he was he was batman
1: (laughs) how funny there you go all right hey that's it for us we'll see you in two weeks uh have a great weekend please don't drink and drive we want you back with us have a good one
0: Please tell your friends about the show because we love bringing you tech. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you want to hear about. We're here for you. Want to give you the news? Have a great week or two. You've Bye-bye. been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marcia Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, Global Food for
1: Thought.